Hello and welcome to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk, ICRT's weekly interview segment, bringing you conversations from and about Taiwan. I'm Keith Manconi. So imagine this. It's a beautiful Taiwan summer day. The sun is shining. The sky is blue, blue, blue as far as the eye can see, except for that little patch along the horizon. Just that little strip of unmistakable hazy brown smog. Not much, just enough so that you know it's there. And that we are all in it right now, breathing all of that brown stuff in. And just like that little patch of brown, solutions to Taiwan's environmental problems, well, they're just on the horizon as well. You know, whether we're talking about green energy, green infrastructure, you know, the stuff that's really going to make a big dent, help us move away from coal, those solutions, well, they're still years away. They're not doing much about that patch of brown right now. Well, today on the show, we're going to be talking to one group making the case that there is one thing we could be doing right now to clean up our act here in Taiwan. That group is the Taiwan Electric Vehicles Association. Just as you may have guessed, they're advocating for increased adoption of electric vehicles. And uh, the case that they're making is not that Taiwan should be preparing for some distant future of electric vehicles. They're saying electric vehicles are ready and waiting to go right now. You know, you could go out today, buy an electric scooter or bike, and hit the road. Now, recently, I got one of the group's co-founders, David Edward Lane, to join me at the ICRT studio uh, to make the case for why they believe electric vehicles are the right choice for consumers and the right choice for Taiwan. David Edward Lane, thanks so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting us. Okay, so uh, your group is a lot about education, a lot about reaching out to the public and mm. uh, helping them become aware of what's already going on with electric vehicles in the world, what the potential is there, what right. it could mean for them, uh, what it could yeah. mean for uh, Taiwan more broadly. Mm-hmm. But let's start even a little bit earlier in the story. Okay. Uh, you came to Taiwan, you told me, without really even thinking too much about uh, electric vehicles in Taiwan, but you saw something of a need here. So tell us w- what the motivation was for getting this all started. Yeah, um, I arrived in Taiwan uh, four years ago, and um, I'm, I'm a publisher, uh, and, and that's, that's really my day job. Uh, however, it became immediately apparent uh, to me arriving in Taiwan that we had uh, a, a major um, issue with uh, pollution. And um, the way this came about is my first apartment, uh, I had a balcony and it was covered with soot. I cleaned all the soot off and then within a week it was all back. And... Um, uh, you know, quickly realized that Taiwan has the highest density of scooters uh, per square kilometer uh, or relative to the population um, in the world mm-hmm. and um, started to research about scooter emissions as well as power plant emissions and all the other sources of emissions. But, uh, yeah, it was really uh, the, the pollution, uh, air pollution here in Taiwan that, that kind of motivated me to come back. To electric vehicles. Mm. Right, because this is something that you uh, worked on before uh, when you were living in the U.S. 
Correct. I uh, did a, a tremendous amount of uh, work in the United States with a very similar EV advocacy organization uh, that was behind the documentary "Who Killed the Electric Car." Mm-hmm. Some of you may know about this 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 documentary. It was released by Sony Pictures back in two thousand six. And so I was exposed to uh, some of the most influential people in the EV industry and the history of EVs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, although that was tremendously rewarding and gratifying back then, I, I tried to move on to mm-hmm. other areas and did. But arriving in Taiwan, it just was so clear uh, that uh, we could do so much more ab- mm. about EVs in Taiwan, and that the benefit to, to society would be great. Hmm. And so, in Taiwan, in particular, I mean, electric vehicles uh, could be a fairly broad term. Uh, what are we talking mm. about mostly in Taiwan? I mean, uh, I, I think I, the thing that comes to my mind most readily is yeah. GoGoRo and scooters, and obviously, there's some huge potential there. Uh, mm. But looking at your website, it seems definitely broader than that. Right. Well, um, well for Taiwan, uh, when we talk about electric vehicles, it's going to include all vehicle classes, but. Because Taiwan is so dense with scooters, um, one of our key focuses has to be the the two wheel segment. Mm-hmm. So, although Tesla Motors gets a lot of um, attention um, for Taiwan, um, you know it's a two wheel vehicle society by and large, mm-hmm. and um, that's not a bad thing. Mm. You know, we do we need these massive. Cars that are usually single occupancy, mm. um, one person driving. That's a lot of extra resources. It's a lot of weight to drag around. Yeah, yeah. So two wheel two wheel vehicles, I believe, are going to become even more popular in uh, in the West, mm. and Taiwan already has it. So that that's kind of um, a, a um, an innate advantage already. Mm. And and so some of the stuff that you're focusing on, I mean, you're you're organizing group rides, bringing people out so they can kind of experience it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're uh, disseminating a lot of information. What is it that you're hoping uh, folks in Taiwan will learn about electric vehicles? What, do you, what are you trying to bring to them? Well, first off, uh, well-designed electric vehicles are a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, I, I can talk about the... They don't uh, have that image huh? in general. That... They don't. Um, have you ever driven a Tesla? I haven't. No, I can't say that I have. Have you ridden a Gogoro? I no, I haven't had the opportunity. Oh, you have to go. Mm-hmm. See, see, I, you know, I'm not encouraging anyone to go out and buy something, you know, right away. I'm encouraging everyone, though, if you have the opportunity, to just try it. Just mm-hmm. never say no to an opportunity to try an EV, whatever EV it is. And you know, Gogoro is happy to have you come to their store and take a test ride. No, mm. no pressure. Or if you have a friend who has any kind of uh, electric vehicle, so get it. getting past that skepticism, basically, you're saying all all it takes is give it a try. And- I can talk all day about the benefits, um, mm-hmm. but nothing nothing works better than an actual ride or drive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's essential, and we did mm-hmm. a lot of that before. Ten, you know. Uh, with uh, Plug in America and Who Killed the Electric Car, moviegoers would come to see the film, and then we would wait for them outside, and we would shuttle them into an electric car, and that would be or that would be their first experience. So, yeah, from my experience, nothing works better than getting people, you know, into the vehicle, on the mm. vehicle. And so then getting beyond just, uh, you know, the experience of writing, uh, it sounds like you're also saying, I mean, this really directly uh, addresses uh, a problem that we all, you know, kind of complain a fair amount about here in Taiwan, which is uh, 
the air pollution and the noise pollution? I think people are so inured to it here in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes you just look past it, yeah. Yeah, because you're you're coping. And um, nevertheless, though, it's having an impact on 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 our health um, and on our on our well being. It causes an immense amount of stress to ha- to be constantly subjected to the noise and mm-hmm. and and the air pollution. You know, the number one and number two cancers in Taiwan are lung cancer. Uh, um, which is, you know, strongly correlated with uh, air pollution and liver cancer. Which there's new research out of Taiwan that correlates liver cancer with with uh, PM two point five. And okay, so I mean, I, th- I think we all definitely associate mm-hmm. electric vehicles uh, with reductions in uh, emissions on the street level. I, I, we, you know, and we have that association uh, with environmentalism and all that. Mm. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, some of the biggest polluters in Taiwan are the coal-fueled electric plants, uh, you know. And so if right. the if we're putting on our road just a bunch of electric vehicles... Is it a longer tailpipe? Exactly. I mean, is it, doesn't that just mean that there's going to be a higher demand uh, for the power from those coal plants? This is the question uh, that, I, that I asked 12 years ago. Um, and have been answering ever since. Um, yes, it is true uh, that Taiwan receives most of its um, electricity uh, supply from, from, from coal. Which is very dirty. Which is quite dirty. However, even if the source of the electricity is coal, mm-hmm. um, we are still talking about um, a reduction in emissions um, it's not. It's not. Um, it's nowhere near zero emissions. But once you move over to an electric vehicle, you can accept electricity from any source, and electricity is a is a multi uh, a multi source uh, fuel. Let's call it. Uh, it can be generated from from um, hydro. Um, yes, coal, um, uh, renewables of all kinds. Um, but even if it's coal. It's key to know that an electric vehicle is still cleaner, more efficient um, than a, a than a uh, a similar gas vehicle. So it ends up using less uh, fossil fuels end to end overall. Mm-hmm. And p- part of the reason for this is that uh, a and a power plant um, is actually quite efficient, whereas our internal combustion engines are extremely mm-hmm. inefficient. Most of what they produce is heat. Mm-hmm. So that's just the first part of the answer. Um, the way that power plants work, they generate – large power plants generate electricity 24-7. Um, and they have to produce a lot of excess electricity in order to cover peaks. Mm. Um, at nighttime, the demand for electricity goes way down, but the power plants, the major ones, are still running, and they're producing a lot of electricity. Why don't they shut them down? Because it would be more costly uh, and very inefficient to shut them down and then sort of boot them back up. And this is a long process, so we let them run all throughout the night. So this is very, very key for electric vehicles. We can supply energy, electricity for electric, for electric vehicles without building uh, another power plant. If we're capturing, if we're charging our vehicles at night and capturing this excess electricity, mm. nighttime charging 
is what we want. We we don't want to necessarily look towards replacing all of our fueling stations with um, uh, charging stations.、Mm-hmm. The ideal thing is to charge at at home while you sleep,、mm-hmm. while you don't need the vehicle.、Mm. Um, You know, if you sleep, you're perfect for an electric vehicle, <laughs> uh, or or at work. Those、mm. are those are the places where we want charging to be conducted.、Mm. So,、um, yeah, concerning、um, power plants, this is something else that the Tiva likes to emphasize.、Um, Taiwan has immense immense potential in renewable energy.、Um, mm. We're 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 advocating for electric vehicles, but at the same time. Even if electric vehicles supplied by dirty energy is a better scenario than petrol gas vehicles uh, now, um, a future where they can be supplied by clean, sustainable energy is, of course, you know, the ideal. Taiwan's electricity generation sector is very interesting right now.、Um, few people know this, but in Taichung, the Taichung power plant is the largest coal-fired power plant. Not in Taiwan, not in Asia, but in the world. Right. In terms of、uh, output and emissions, right. It's it's actually number one. Right. I I I think that there's、uh, it it produces as much emissions as some small countries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so、uh, dirty business up there, and we're we're, we're certainly、uh, hoping that some alternatives、uh, are promoted. Uh, and that's going to be a, a huge challenge of the Tsai administration over the next couple of years is、uh, finding those options and promoting them.、Uh, so let's let's kind of go to that pie in the sky future. Let's just、okay. visit it for a second. I mean, if you know Taiwan finds those alternatives, and if、uh, broader adoption of、uh, electric vehicles、uh, is achieved, give 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 us some something to hope for. What, what does Taiwan look like in that scenario? <laughs>、uh, well. You know the cities in Taipei are so de- in Taiwan are so dense.、Um, if you can imagine an urban environment、uh, such as Taipei that、uh, has all this dynamism and activity without the noise and the pollution,、mm. you could be sitting at a street side cafe、mm-hmm. with literally thousands of vehicles passing you over the you know half an hour that you spend sitting there,、um, all zero emission.、Mm. All quiet. I was in Danshui、uh, recently, and、uh, there are a number of、um, sort of low-end electric scooter rental shops there.、Mm-hmm. Um, they rent very low, low I'd say low-end、uh, quality、uh, vehicles. But nevertheless, I, w- I was sitting at a Starbucks out by the the wharf, and、uh, a couple,、uh, two people on a on a scooter, blew past me with no noise, and it was one of the one of those electrics, and I could hear. The the ocean、uh, waves still lapping at the shore as this vehicle blew past me,、mm. and you know it actually gave me goosebumps because that's just so fantastic. I mean, imagine、mm. expanding that. Yeah, I live on the fourth floor of my building, so I'm very aware of whenever a car goes by. I live on the、by. fourth floor too. Many foreigners do. Yeah, so well aware、uh, of those kinds of constraints. But、uh, let's let's take a look now at、uh, what it what it takes to get there, because、uh, uptake is obviously going to be a challenge.、Yeah. The broadening of the use of this,、uh, I read in one、uh, American Chamber of Commerce report、uh, from pretty recent, about six months ago, that it's something like point zero two percent of、uh, vehicles on the road right currently. now,、mm-hmm. currently. That、uh, are our electric vehicles.、Uh, so, so what's the challenge there? I mean, what's it going to take for this to be a more、uh, broadly accepted form of transportation? 
Well, I think Gogoro has done a tremendous job, just a perfect job, almost of of rebranding, rebranding what an electric scooter is.、Mm-hmm. You know,、uh, it's a smart scooter, but actually, I think all electric vehicles are are going to be smart.、Um, mm-hmm. But so now we we have a we have an electric scooter from Gogoro that is so. Aesthetically well designed, it's fun. It, you know, it has it's it has sex appeal. It's just it's just n- totally different、uh, from what we knew in electric scooters before.、Mm. And、uh, you know, Taiwan can rightly claim to be、uh, producing the most innovative electric scooter in the world right now.、Mm. So we're already a leader. And so is is that one of the challenges that is really dogging、uh, electric vehicles? Image. Is the image that they're kind of wimpy. Yeah,、uh, we need to just destroy that completely,、mm-hmm. blow it out of the water, and we can do that. And、mm-hmm. you know, if you look on the the Tiva Fa- Taiwan Electric Vehicle Association Facebook page, we are often putting up examples of high performance electric vehicles,、mm-hmm. um, because electric vehicles will eventually destroy the relevancy of gas vehicles, even in competition sports. It is the performance possibilities are amazing.、Mm. So we have this old image of electric vehicles to deal with.、Uh, pri- prior to GoGo, the number one electric scooter in Taiwan was、um, the e-moving electric scooter,、mm-hmm. which、um, came out around 2010 or maybe 2008, and、uh, it's currently used、um, mostly by、um, women uh, who. Uh, There was just this concept of that electric vehicles were better suited towards people who didn't need to go swiftly.、Mm. So th- there were a lot of early attempts that、mm-hmm. uh, were not. They just aren't. They just simply weren't the the most well designed EVs,、mm. and they are not representative of the the potential of the technology. So that was that was the first taste that consumers got. Yeah. So we're still kind of recovering from that. And then the other challenge, of course, is、uh, the well. Gogoro, of course, uses battery packs, but if you're a car, you know you need a charging station.、Mm-hmm. Uh, is that a serious challenge for Taiwan?、Um, no, I, I think we're going to have、um, a number of options. You know, Gogoro is about swapping batteries,、uh, and I think for 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 dense cities like Taipei that often don't, most people don't have a garage.、Mm-hmm. Uh, the swap solution makes a lot of sense, and Gogoro has executed it far better than anyone else ever has. Tesla、uh, certainly looked at the swap solution; they tried it briefly and said, "No, it's not for us."、Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think we're going to have a combination of swap solutions and integrated battery.、Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, Taipei is well suited towards swap solutions、uh, for many people, but outside of Taipei. Or outside of the major cities in Taiwan,、uh, most、uh, most residents in Taiwan do have a garage,、mm. and if you have a garage, then there's nothing more convenient than just simply coming home.、Mm. And, and you, you don't know, even need to go to a gas station. Don't even to go, need to go to a gas station. So、right. that people ex- think of that as a necessary evil in life, or it's just they accept it as part of life. But gas stations are not nice places. No, it's true. <laughs> they really, you don't want to spend time there.、It's、a certain you, odor to them, yeah. <laughs> And when you、uh, see what life is like, avoiding them,、um, mm. it, it, you just don't want to go back. But if I'm somebody that wants to go out, I mean, let's talk about accessibility right now. If I'm somebody、yeah. who wants to go out today and、uh, get an electric car, there's really not that many options in Taiwan, is there? I mean, it, currently, 
Currently, no. But I mean, again, as as I say, I, I, you know, this is a mostly a scooter society, mm-hmm. but, and um, we can talk about cars. There is some protectionism uh, in Taiwan um, that is mi- currently making um, access to electric cars a bit difficult. So we're um, talking about tariffs here. Tariffs, um, uh, additional taxes. For example, right now there are twenty-five or so Tesla Model Ss mm-hmm. in Taiwan, and um, uh, they paid um, significant uh, luxury taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, they cost more, much more than they would cost um, in in most other countries. Mm-hmm. So Tiva is actually Taiwan Electric Vehicle Association is actually something like a proto lobby group mm-hmm. that uh, will work to. Uh, lower some of those barriers. Lower some of those barriers and try to increase subsidies. Because you have to keep in mind that um, gas vehicles, petrol vehicles, are tremendously subsidized mm-hmm. in the sense that they they are manufacturers are not held accountable for the cost to society of their pollution. Mm. So that is a subsidy in a form. Mm. Uh, talking about subsidies, though, and uh, you know. Uh, what perhaps uh, various people's roles are. What about the government role? I mean, they they already are uh, subsidizing GoGoros. There's uh, the, the the price that consumers pay is significantly lower than you know the list price uh, that GoGoro is selling them for. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is uh, what what role do you see the government playing here in uh, electric vehicles? I don't think that it's entirely necessary for the government to be the the prime mover in this. Mm-hmm. I think that... If consumers want it, that's going to be good enough? I, I think that, that this really has to be um, about consumers recognizing um, the advantages of an electric vehicle. And subsidies will play a role, but um, I, I, I don't... I, see, I find a lot of people in Taiwan... Are looking for looking to the government to kind of shape this policy, mm-hmm. and um, I just don't want to rely on that at this stage. I would prefer to um, have a company that is producing a fantastic product and and re re uh, devising, reimagining the image of electric vehicles and showing the performance, um, and have have it be an attraction towards. Uh, something as opposed to we need to be doing this for the environment and mm-hmm. but you know the government currently uh, as I say subsidizes um, gas vehicles quite a lot so if we just had a level playing field you know the subsidies that Google, that GoGo receives still are not equal to uh, what um, gas vehicles receive if we look at gas vehicles as uh, not not uh, or gas vehicle you, manufacturers mm-hmm. as not being responsible for um, the you know the damage that the vehicles do to society. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, if you uh, price in some of uh, what economists would look at as yeah. uh, the, the, the 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 various uh, external costs is the term that economists use. Yeah, mm-hmm. unpriced externalities. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. If we really want to go the whole nine yards, yeah, exactly. Um, let's talk about bikes, though, because uh, uh, pretty recently, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
the government did decide to require uh, helmets and licenses for uh, electric bicycles. Now, on the one hand, I, obviously there's safety concerns there, uh, but on the other hand, I, I think uh, that may discourage some people from uh, buying or riding electric bicycles. How do you how do you view that policy? Hmm. Well. Um Electric bicycles. Um, we, we, there's some confusion in terms often um, here. Um, there was a class of vehicles that arose in Taiwan that people refer to as a bicycle, but it is really a light electric scooter mm. with with pedals attached to them for cosmetic or let us be more accurate, regulatory reasons. So they could be <laughs> classed as bicycles, uh-huh. but those pedals are never, or virtually never touched mm. and never used. So it's no human power um, involved. Um, I think that we need to go the direction that uh, Germany and Netherlands has gone, which would be um, you have a class of uh, electric bicycles, which you do pedal, but they are power-assisted. Mm-hmm. And um, you have one division which goes up to 25 kilometers an hour for which you don't need a helmet or license. And then you have Mm -hmm. another division which goes above 25 kilometers, say uh, 40, 45 kilometers, 50 kilometers an hour. And for those, you do need a a helmet, license, uh, registration, and you are to use those on the roads and not the sidewalks. Mm -hmm. It's basically treated like a a scooter or a motorcycle. And and, um, I think we're going to have to go to that in in that direction. Mm. Um, So there's other countries that have really already thought through this. Yeah, completely. Yeah, we we don't need to reinvent the wheel. And Mm -hmm. this is a a case where, uh, you know, an isolated insulated view would not serve us. We need to look to other models Mm -hmm. outside of Taiwan. Um, Let's change tack entirely and move away from consumers for a second uh, and instead look at uh, the industry in Taiwan because there is a lot of electric vehicle uh, industry Certainly. In Taiwan, yeah. uh, so tell us. I mean, this is this is a huge deep dive that we could take, but give give us the Cliff Notes version just for our listeners that aren't familiar with this. Okay, um, <clears throat> the most successful and innovative uh, electric car company in the world, Tesla Motors, has had a long history with uh, Taiwan that goes mm-hmm. back to the very beginning, um, and up to the current day, uh, Taiwan um, manufacturers supply about. 10% of the components um, in, in, the, in the Tesla models. And um, Taiwan has uh, competency in all the core technologies. Um, uh, we have tremendous engineers, extraordinary engineers. Um, so we have all these um, manufacturers that, that supply components for electric vehicles to um, very successful uh, uh, companies now. Um, I think that there is potential for electric vehicles to become the next pillar industry for Taiwan. So if we look at the pillar industries of Taiwan right now, they are uh, semiconductors, Mm -hmm. um, flat panel displays, uh, laptops, phones. Um, Moving forward, uh, EVs have uh, an immense potential to to kind of be a new new, industry. key industry for mm. Taiwan because we have all those core competencies that we need to, mm. to, to do them, to engineer them. And you mentioned to me that uh, Tesla has actually been manufacturing in Taiwan for uh, as, as long as Tesla has been around. Yeah, from the very, very start, uh, Taiwanese OEMs have been uh, assisting Tesla um, 
you know, and and with key components, uh, you know, the 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 the, the electric motor, um, the rotor and stator uh, are are supplied by Taiwan mm-hmm. OEMs. Mm. And 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 do you think that uh, Taiwan's involvement in all this it really just has to do with the nimbleness of uh, the manufacturing sector here? I mean, it, it's it's really just an archipelago of <laughs> tiny little yeah, factories. Right. So do you, do you think that has anything to do with uh, why Taiwan's successful there? Is certainly, yeah. Um, this nimbleness that Taiwan has is is amazing, coupled with the uh, great expertise. Mm. Uh, we could be so flexible and so innovative, and and really move forward if, if there's just if if the demand is there, or if mm-hmm. um, if we make clear the benefits and and generate more of the demand. So. Ending things out, I just looking at this from the consumer perspective one last time. I mean, okay. I I think it, it makes a lot of sense uh, if I'm a consumer to get an electric vehicle once all the infrastructure is out there. But it, uh, you know, if I'm just thinking about this, do I really want to be the first person or the hundredth person to get an electric vehicle? What, for for the listeners today that mm. are deciding what kind of car, what kind of scooter they want to get, I mean, does it make sense right now for them to get an electric vehicle? Yes. Um... When we talk about scooters, uh, some of your main options are GoGro. Uh, there's also Ahamani Swap, and there are going to be uh, quite a number more uh, coming uh, online shortly. Mm. Um, but but for options that are available today, um, GoGro is a, is a strong is a strong choice, especially in in, in the cities. And for four wheel vehicles. Uh, well, Taiwan Electric Vehicle Association has some work to do to uh, to open them up and remove some of the, uh, I think, uh, protectionist uh, issues mm. that are going on right now. Mm. And is it uh, how is it is it easy? You know, if I want to go on a uh, you know a, a road trip mm. across Taiwan, is that yeah. is that possible at this point? Well, um, actually, uh, Taiwan has a network of charging stations now. Mm-hmm. That if you have an electric car, uh, they're free to use. Mm-hmm. You pay nothing, um, and that should be a tremendous incentive. However, there's not a lot of awareness out there right now that these uh, charging stations exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, a Nissan Leaf um, could be easily, or 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 a Tesla could be easily. Uh, um, Supplied all uh, all around the country right now, and mm-hmm. we have maps and that show the network that's out there, um, and it's just it's going to increase. Um, so, but you know, again, I think charging stations are necessary when you're doing a long distance trip. But for all of your, um, you know, your ninety five percent or ninety nine percent of your needs, uh, charging at home is or charging at work is is the way mm-hmm. to go. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, end things out there. Uh, and uh, quickly, uh, just let our listeners know, uh, if they do want to learn more, if they want to get involved with Taiwan Electric Vehicles Association, uh, how, how do they do that? I know you have a Facebook page. Uh, that, that's really the best thing to do mm-hmm. now. It's just simply to to follow us on Facebook. Um, look up the page, Taiwan Electric Vehicles Association, and like and follow and interact with us there. Mm. We we want your we want your your feedback and your responses, and, and you can pass along uh, more information for how they can learn more about electric vehicles in Taiwan. Absolutely, and and uh, in the coming months we're going to be having these events mm-hmm. that uh, we're going to be letting people know about um, on Facebook first, and um, 
you know, perhaps again uh, on radio or TV. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Well, we have been speaking today to uh, one of the co-founders of Taiwan Electric Vehicles Association, David Edward Lane. Uh, David, thanks so much for speaking with us today. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for listening to another podcast edition of Taiwan Talk. Of course, uh, the broadcast version of these shows airs every Monday at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m., right after the top-of-the-hour newscast. Uh, those are somewhat abridged versions, uh, but you get the gist of the idea from those interviews. Uh, for the latest on what we're releasing online, uh, you can follow ICRT on Twitter. Uh, we tweet at ICRT News for the newsy stuff, at ICRT 100 for the entertainment e stuff, uh, and I tweet at Keith Menconi for anything that I do. Uh, so stay up to date, follow us there. That is it for the program today. Once again, thank you for listening for ICRT and Taiwan Talk. I'm Keith Menconi. <laughs> <laughs>